Welcome to Postcards from Home, the podcast about everyday lives during the coronavirus pandemic. I'm Eleanor, and I produce these postcards sent from around the world, and you can find full episode write-ups at mscrow.com. Stay listening at the end for an update on episodes over the summer. Today's postcard is from Sabine Eichbauer. The episode is longer to accommodate the fact that she lives in both Italy and Germany, and she handles multiple businesses, including wine growing at her vineyard, Pader Salakuti in Tuscany, managing restaurant Tantris in Munich with her husband, and she continues to practice architecture. She's mother to two young girls. When we spoke, Sabine had trouble pinning down where home was. The panic of lockdown has prompted a reassessment of what home and happiness means to her. She shares some of that reflection in this postcard. My name is Sabine Eichbauer. I'm 46 years old. I'm a trained architect. I still work in my field some, but for the past five years, I have become a wine producer. I'd like to call myself a wine grower because I believe in the work is done in the vineyard and not in the cellar. So I'm basically a farmer. (laughs) And that's very rewarding. It's a little bit like uh, watching your kids grow. My husband and I met 25 years ago, so basically when we were babies. Ten years ago, we got married after, well, we got engaged 13 years ago, broke it off, and then uh, got married three years later. And uh, we have two beautiful daughters. Elsa, the big one, is was six in February, and Flora, the little one, will be three in September. Yeah. Pre-pandemic, our life was split uh, between Munich and Montalcino uh, with the help of staff. It's as easy as that. We have nannies um, here and there. We have really nice um, institutions, as they say here, asilo. Um, and there's there's a very pippy, long-stocking kind of kindergarten here in Montalcino. You know, they have a horse and chicken and there's dirt under the fingernail. And in Munich, um, the kids go to a very prim and proper, very English uniform kind of um, school. And they, they're bilingual there, English, uh, English and German. And uh, also here, because a lot of the wine producers come from, from everywhere, from around the world, really. Also, English here is um, spoken in the in the Poggio d'Oro. Uh, the name alone is pretty cool, and um, and the big one at least um, speaks um, a very funny Tuscan Italian. And the little one uh, does when she when she wants something from <laughs> from the Italian nanny. <laughs> Where I'm set at the moment. You wouldn't believe I have the most beautiful view of Monte Amiata. I'm in the very tiny office at the vineyard. It's hot. It's very hot. I just opened the wine that we had a degustation with uh, yesterday. It's busy. We have bees. We have fruit trees. 
We have 11 hectares in total, four of which is wine, and there is forest, and there's yeah, there's uh, there's a small vegetable garden with the best cucumber you will ever taste. My pomodori, my tomatoes, unfortunately, are not as good as Nonno Renato's, but he just turned, let me think, 87. So I, I have a little time to learn how to do that. And what I enjoy most is that difference between this urban, fast, manicured nail, high heels mostly glamorous life that we lead in Munich and and just you know I I step into my vineyard shoes and it's very letting my hair down here where I'm now before the pandemic um we spend our time traveling before she was 2 years old Elsa has been to Brazil three times to New York twice, to California twice. Uh, she's been to Melbourne, Sydney, and and now just everything. Uh, we just hit a wall with our usual lifestyle. Everything changed. The kind of life that we were leading made me. We were able to cover up a lot of things that we should have taken a look at. And I think that's kind of backfiring now. It brought out truths that were usually covered up by traveling and uh, and just keeping busy with other things. And because, you know, it's just, it's it's very hard to really take a good look at what's wrong with your life if you have a caipirinha in hand and you're at the Fasano Hotel, you know. <laughs> When the pandemic hit, um, my husband and I were at our annual detox. Our kids were with my parents. So it was it was worst case scenario because the grandparents and the kids can't see each other. And we have a restaurant. We own and manage a restaurant with 50 people. We own and manage a construction company with around 100 people. We have an indoor playground with only 12 <laughs> employees. And we have this vineyard with five families that depend on us. So it was shocking at first. And when we decided what to do, we closed the restaurant before we had to. In the kitchen especially, we have a lot of young people, and, and most of them are Austrian or Italian. And we said, if, if the lockdown's coming, they can't be trapped in their tiny little apartments in Munich. We need to send them home. So we closed the restaurant um, that Saturday. The Friday after, we, we would have had to close, and they couldn't have left. I mean, they also closed the borders. So I think we did the right thing, and that's actually how we handled all of the pandemic. It was... It was people over things, um, and if you if you want people to stay, you gotta treat them right. Of course, then when it all started, we were thinking, yeah, two weeks, three, maybe four. <laughs> so you know, in the second month, we're all 
mm, this better be over soon. I mean, I can't tell you any numbers, but uh, yeah. So we had to juggle. We had a lot of balls in the air and um, and had to deal with that in a very direct way and, and make fast decisions. And Elsa was in preschool, so the year before she started school, we took her out immediately because she was with my parents and they're in their mid-70s. And we kind of did self-quarantine without having been exposed to anything. I mean, we didn't go skiing or any of that, but... Um, and we just fled to the countryside where my my birthplace is and, and my parents have a big house and we just took a lot of wine. <laughs> I started cooking again, which um which I'm capable of, but you know, I don't have to tell you three ta- three meals a day if you have to feed seven, eight, nine people, it's just a lot of work. Anyone that says, oh, but this has good size, I usually want to punch in the face. I I can't think of one thing that was wonderful about this pandemic. It's that Elsa usually has a full day of activities and everything was shut down. And Flora is pretty much with her nanny all day. So for the four of us to be together and especially for the sisters to, to be together was fantastic. I mean, there was a lot of fighting, I kid you not. I had a very housewife, mother of two, trapped at home kind of experience. I did always drink the best bottle in the fridge. So, yeah. So they opened up Italy June 15th, like midnight, and I was on the street at five in the morning. And it was it was deserted. I came to Montalcino in June, which is usually buzzing with life. Uh, restaurants that I loved closed permanently. People were sad and angry and scared and timid, and it was terrible to watch. I mean, we were super lucky with all of our endeavors. We were a small winery. Our clients took the wine anyway. We sold out. But I know I know about my colleagues and friends. There's, there's a lot of people struggling. I mean, a lot of people struggling. Things are strange if you told me the things that I do now or how I work or how I see people how I interact with people uh, I would have told you you're crazy and um, I still don't know how we're going to harvest because um, I can't hire anybody we have to be a meter and 50 apart at the sorting table, my sorting table is only two meter and fifty, and I have six people working there. So I don't know how we're gonna keep that distance. It's it's hot. It's so bloody hot. You wouldn't believe it. And I don't know how we're gonna wear masks. I. It's it's logistics. It's everything logistics. It's all a big game of Tetris. <laughs> Who, when, where, what. 
now what you know what the funniest thing is? The rules apply literally. So what the text says, they do. Even it makes sense, it makes no sense. It doesn't matter. It's what's written. So I could have my nieces come and do the harvest with me. I mean, they can sit on my lap for all they care. So if you're blood related, you can do it. But that's how the Italian soul works because it's family. That's also why the Italian heart is broken because they killed, I'm sorry to be so frank, but they killed the people that they love most. That's why, that's why Italy is crying because they know that it's their fault that they killed their nonni. This, this hit me really hard because this is really family. The winery, the people that work for me, they're also all related. And I know, I know all the nonni, thankfully, everyone here is fine. All of Montalcino had four or five cases of COVID-19. And that's not because they didn't test or anything. And we have no clue why. The Consorzio di Vino di Brunello, of course, says it's, it's the Sangiovese and the Brunello. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't, I, I, I really don't know. And that's, that's the scary part that it's so ominous. It's such an invisible enemy that we're fighting. And it brings out so many emotions and it's, it really strips us naked. Once you've been scared to the core, and God knows I have had these moments in my life. You know, you can walk away from it, uh, take it with you, or just leave it all there. And, and I hope, I think, especially in Europe, that there's going to be a take-home value from this. I hope it's going to be politeness towards other people, caring for other people. What... What's making me angry the most is all this talk about, uh, yeah, well, it's just a flu. Um, I hope I'm going to get it, then I can get it over with. All this, all this egotistical behavior has to stop at some point. Because we're all connected, and it's not just you. You know, I love that quote. Privilege is when you think something's not a problem because it's not a problem to you. And I think that applies also to this pandemic. To find out more about Sabine's vineyard, visit salakuti.it. The link is in the episode notes. Postcards is taking a break over summer. To stay updated... Subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, etc. or on the mailing list at mscrow.com. Postcards from Home is produced by Eleanor Schember using music created by Kai Engel.